So if you don't mind, just go ahead and click OK so we can record. And those of you who are on the phone, then you should get a little pop-up as well. Welcome to Burgess Power Hour. Uh, today, tonight, this energy that we're going to form tonight is going to be pretty uh, pretty powerful. I um, Tonight's going to be all about re-emerging with Burge. <laughs> woo -woo. Those of you who don't know me, hello, I'm Burge Smith-Lyons. Those of you who do know me, hello, I'm Burge Smith-Lyons. Okay, so um, we're going to reemerge managing our energy, right, from isolation. So I felt like this would be a pretty cool topic to kind of talk about from isolation and reemerging and how to manage our energy. And so those of you who are of those thoughts, meaning that you're into higher consciousness type of stuff, you're in for a treat because uh, I do all kinds of concepts and philosophies and experiences and workshops and all of those things. And I have different power hours and different topics, right? So I've been involved in this type of stuff for 45 years. I've been edited up today, 45 years or more, I think. But anyway, Essence of Being is my company and the workshops that we do. For those of you who don't know me, check it out, essenceofbeing.com. Also, uh, I just launched another whole thing, Conscious Leadership Academy. We've launched that all around the world. We've taught on six continents, live, in person, and of course, virtually. So welcome to all of you uh, who are just joining us for the first time. And uh, what I normally do in these power hours is we go into, I love experiences, experiential learning, and that's what we do. So you might want to get a piece of paper and something to write on uh, just to jot down some things. This one is going to be a little different in that uh, I think we're going to be doing a meditation today. I say I think because I'm going to check in with all of you who have gathered to see what, what might best serve for this topic since it's all about energy. And again, this one's going to be a little more esoteric than I normally do more on the higher consciousness realm, if you will. And uh, I've, those of you who do know, I do channel Shamanasta and you can go to shamanasta.com and check that out because I'm doing that series now uh, twice a month. And you'll get all this information later. I'm just kind of throwing it out there now. Um, all the different kinds of things that we have provided throughout the throughout the years is about money and abundance and relationships and purpose and leadership and communication and connection and physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, subconscious beliefs, all that stuff. But tonight, I, I really want to kind of tap into the energy of re-emerging from perhaps if those of you who have been isolating or maybe you've gone back and forth, how to manage your energy, how do I go back into the world when I've been sequestered, or maybe you haven't been, but a lot of people have. How do I go back out and connect with people again? And how do I manage my energy? Because I know that just check in right now and ask yourself, if you've gone out into the world now and your area of wherever you are is opened up, let's say, and let's say you've been somewhat sitting in front of a... <laughs> 
computer a lot and you're you've been meeting people that way for a year and a half and then you're you're out grocery shopping or getting gas or whatever you're doing meeting family again and friends going out to restaurants perhaps all of those types of things it's an interesting kind of a feeling for me it has been because if you've been kind of um I guess sequestered is the best way to put it, just kind of like closed in a little bit. What does it feel like to open back up? And and are there any fears about that? Are there any uh, anxieties? Are there any kind of, are you noticing anything about, wow, okay, what I used to do feels different now, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe you're one of those people that have run out and go, please hug me. You know, I don't know what you've been feeling. So it could be all of the above. So tonight we're gonna to explore some of those feelings and, and kind of go into perhaps, give you, I'm gonna give you some tools on how to manage your energy, uh, but also uh, I wanted to bring in, uh, I think a meditation and um, get us to the place of whenever we do step back out into the world, whenever that is, or maybe you've done it a lot now, I don't know. But just just kind of noticing and observing instead of absorbing. Okay, because a lot of times we can absorb each other's energy. Yes, perhaps. I see nodding heads, and then I see lots of mutes. Okay, so um, this is gonna. I'm gonna need you to unmute some of these times because this is gonna be a little more back and forth. Because I just want to get a read on where everybody's at uh, with how they're doing you know, with going out into the world, okay? And have you noticed anything about your own energy or other people's energy and how you're communicating with them and that kind of thing, okay? So I'll just start with, um, how many of you know Bruce Lipton? Yeah, heard of Bruce Lipton, really interesting concepts that he's come up with about genes and DNA. They don't control our biology. He said that instead DNA is controlled by signals from the outside, outside the cell, including energetic messages from our positive and our negative thoughts. So he said, he, he said a system can be either closed or open. And that's true for cells within our body. So a closed system is a system that is completely isolated from the environment. An open system is a system that has flows of information, energy, matter between the system and its environment. And it adapts to that exchange. So you might wanna ask yourself, have I been living in an open or closed system recently in the last year and a half? <laughs> And, you know, maybe you're getting your information and your flow of energy from, like I said, a computer screen, or maybe from your family, or maybe from the TV, or maybe from the phone, maybe has been going to see people and you're, you're good with that. Okay. Um, and I have people from all around the world in a lot of different places. Some places are still closed down. Right, Adam? We just opened up this week. It's like coming out of hibernation. Huh, exactly. It's that isolation or hibernation is a great way to put it. It's just like waking up. 
And uh, Leanne says it's been pretty open here in Florida, but we're a red spread state once again. Yeah, and it's interesting. Things are just kind of uh, shifting and changing uh, all over the place, isn't it? So it, it, I just want to talk about pr proxemics for just a minute, which is the study of human uh, space mm -hmm. and how we use it. How do we use our space with each other? Okay, it's called proxemics. And usually your personal space when you're with someone uh, can be anywhere from two feet where you're comfortable to, you know, some people's personal space is a lot, you know, like one inch, right? <laughs> and others are like two, two feet, but usually it's somewhere in there between one inch and two feet away is your quote personal space. Then you get to an intimate space, which is usually two to four feet. Now, I don't mean intimately in bed, of course, if you're intimate in bed and you're four feet away, I'd say, you know, we have another workshop for you called SSM Relationships. But anyway, that's that. Yeah. So the social, that social kind of, um, uh, I guess, is what they want to call when you're in your social world is usually four to 12 feet, depending on where you feel comfortable. Okay. And a public, when you're in public, it's usually 12 feet. So those of you who are speakers or those of you who do any kind of facilitation or anything with a group, usually a good six to eight feet is where you want to start because it's not too much into their face and it's not too far away where they don't understand you. Okay. But I'm just giving you, these are studies, it's a study of proxemics on how do you meet people? Now, I don't know, have you noticed that before my personal space was like an inch. I could, I could go right up to somebody and it doesn't bother me at all. I'm not triggered at all about that. But have you noticed that some people now, maybe there's, maybe yours has changed. When you walk up to someone, you have to kind of check in and go, hmm, how close do I get to this person? How close to, can I, how, do I feel comfortable with them? Do I not feel comfortable with them? And maybe you've always felt that way. So just kind of check in with yourself and go, you know, I've had to adjust perhaps about, is it okay? Is it okay for me to connect with people the way I used to, or am I still kind of pulling back? Does anybody want to share anything about how, where they're at now with that? Or have they noticed anything like that? I'll share. Um, I'm, I'm a pretty generally open type of person, you know, or my space, personal space, you know, I can get some somewhat up close. But um, we had a family gathering this last weekend, and my daughter's in-laws were there. And the last time we saw them, they didn't want to have anything to do with touching or anything. And now this last weekend, you know, we came together and kind of stood far apart from them. And then uh, my daughter's mother-in-law came over and gave me a great big hug and a kiss. And I said, okay, I didn't know if it was okay, you know, to do that, you know, because I didn't say anything, but last time it wasn't okay. Yeah, thank you for sharing that, Peggy Lee. And I, I have noticed, especially in the, in, you know, cause we did our first live Essence of Being workshop since 2019. And I did notice that a lot of people want to, you know, they're, they're, they wanted to, they, they are longing for that connection. So 
some people are really longing for that and wanting, please touch me, hold me something. You know, I just want to connect because we're pack animals, right? And it's interesting to watch if she was different or if, if your family, you know, if it was a different kind of thing, it could be, please connect with me. And then others are still saying, you know, I just need to, I need to have that space. So what did you adjust accordingly, Peggy Lee? Did you adjust? Oh, absolutely. Because it was by the time that we said goodbye, then it was no problem with giving them, you know, a big hug and a kiss goodbye. Right. That's great. And I think that's my intention. And my, I've always been that way. I've always been a hugger, as you, those of you know me. But it, my intention would be that through this whole crazy time we've been in, I don't even want to call it crazy, but through this whole time we've been in, my intention is that we learn what's really important and that 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 connection is very powerful to be in person and um, to be able to ask permission is important too, right? To say, is it okay if I give you a hug? Especially now. And my, my impression so far has been everybody's like, yes, please. But it depends on, <laughs> thank you, Adam, <laughs> he's holding. And for some, it's, it's still not okay. And it, you know, it's just not their, their comfort level, right? Their comfort zone. So social engagement for some people can really cause PTSD. And now with what's happened, it's really being able to look at the contrast. We, we're able to look at the contrast of having our energy with other people or not. And those of you who have done Essence of Being and all the workshops, right, contrast leads to clarity. So the contrast can be what you don't want. It can be the part that doesn't feel right, doesn't feel good, but it can lead you to being clear about what you do want. So if there's been a lot of contrast in your life right now, whoops, you might want to mute yourself, hon. Oh, um, sorry. It's okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so if you have a lot of contrast in your life right now, what, I, what I'm suggesting is, is saying, look, that's leading you to clarity. Clarity about what it is that's important to you. What is it that you do want? How do you want to reemerge? You know, how do you want to come out of the chrysalis, if you will, into a new way of being? I have, it's a great, that's why I call this essence of being, right? It's a new way of being. And so once you're clear, clarity leads to power. So contrast leads to clarity, clarity leads to power, power to choose, power to make a decision, power to stand in your own power, okay? Power to be able to um, create whatever, whatever you want. And the thing I wanna remind us all is that, uh, that you are the eye, you're the eye of the hurricane. So. For many people, there's been a hurricane. There's been a lot of chaos around us for some, okay? And certainly all around the world. But just, I want to remind us that you are the I. And it's not just the I, it's the big I, right? It's the, it's the I, the capital I. So sometimes you just dip into the hurricane itself. And we kind of dip into that. And we lean over. And all the winds and everything, all this crap hits us, right? Then we start flowing with the wind and we get out of breath and we bump up against all of the stuff that's out there and all these kind of things are flowing at us. 
and we're experiencing these things. And all you have to do in order to re-experience the eye and the calm and the connection is just stand up. And I mean that in more than one way. Just stand up. If you're leaning over into the, into the hurricane and things are bumping all the chaos around you, just stand up. Just stand in that eye and that calm. You're in the eye. So there's nothing that could be hitting you when you're there contrasting with you. So you're not bumping up against things to know that you're in the center when you're in the middle of the hurricane. Does that make sense? Yeah. So just remember all you have to do whenever you're feeling whisked around and in circles and not sure which way to turn and how do I manage my energy and what do I do and how can I do this? Just stand up, tune in and just notice that you are the eye of the hurricane. You're the eye, you're the center. It's always there. Please do not be afraid that you've lost your connection because it is truly impossible for us to lose that connection. It's always there. We just have to remember because trauma and all kinds of chaos and upset and things can really knock us off our center sometimes. And so I encourage us all, I'm gonna do a meditation a little bit later that I think is gonna get us back into that center place that you can have, and by the way, uh, you'll get the recording, so you'll get the meditation as well, so you can have it at any time. So remember that if you absorb things, if many of you might be empaths, and if you don't know what an empath is, it's someone who can transmute other people's energy. They can feel other people, the other people's emotions. And sometimes you cannot discern what is yours and what's, and what's theirs because it feels the same. And you're not even, it can be overwhelming. So for all of you who are empaths, meaning that you do have, uh, you do feel, you feel very deeply. And for some of you, you may have cut that off. You may have cut all of your feelings out because it's too overwhelming. And I'm just letting you know, there are a lot of us out there and there are great tools that I have for you guys. If you're an empath to support you that I'm going to give you at the end of this that can help you discern what's somebody, what's your energy and what's somebody else's, what's somebody's emotions and what are yours so that you don't feel so overwhelmed and shut down. Okay. That's why a lot of people are still in isolation or feeling they don't want to really go out there because it's just too much. So I say, uh, observe, not absorb. And if you're here as an empath to transmute other people's pain and emotions, you don't have to absorb it in order for you to heal it or do your work here, okay? You can observe it. So the difference between observing and absorbing is it just it doesn't come into your, your emotional space. So again, I said tonight's gonna to be a little more esoteric. It's gonna be a little more energetic uh, that we're going to be talking about. So hopefully you're in, in tune with what we're talking about. Um, and ask me any questions if you're like, huh, Burge, what? I don't understand that. So don't allow it to come into your emotional body. Just observe it. You can observe other people without invalidating yourself. Um, and it helps to be able to discern 
what your feeling is and what somebody else's. It also helps you to learn how to respond instead of react. So I don't know about you, but family can push buttons, yes? <laughs> yeah, people that we love can really push our buttons. And the reason why that it could hurt us the most uh, is because <laughs> whenever there's a lot of love present, everything unlike love comes up for the purpose of healing. Okay. So if you have family members or friends or thing or people that push your buttons, you already know they do. Maybe they're guilt throwers. Maybe you're a, a shame catcher. And I promise you, if you stop catching the shame, they're going to stop throwing the guilt because it's no fun to play uh, ball with nobody catching it. Okay, so just notice if you've got those in your family or your friends and just don't let it come into your emotional space. You can observe it and go, that's interesting. They're throwing, they're throwing guilt at me. How about that? Hmm. Should I catch that shame? No, I don't think so. I'd rather be right. Would you rather be right or happy? <laughs> right? So it's a skill that you can learn how to do. And again, there's a lot of tools and a couple, I'm going to give you a couple at the end here. Uh, so I just encourage us to be more present. And if people are pushing our buttons, it could be because also that they're projecting onto us or we're projecting onto them. So our energy has to be managed. If someone's projecting onto you, it's up to you to decide, am I going to take it or not? Am I going to allow that to come into my space or not? And remember, projections typically happen because we're all mirrors for each other so if someone's projecting onto you or you're projecting onto them it's, you, most of the time is you don't want to look at yourself right we don't want to see all the warts we don't want to see all those you know boogers on our nose and the warts and all that so what we do is we project onto other people so we can look at it that way However, it's our job if we choose to, all right, to take it on or not, to absorb it or not, if someone's projecting onto us. But just understand that we're mirrors. So think about people who trigger you. If you're afraid to go back out there or to connect with people, even if you're not afraid, you're just, it's just too tiring. You know, I just don't want to do it because it's just, I'm too, I'm too tired because <laughs> they drain me, right? You've heard of, energy vampires. Well, so if that's the case, if you know those people, it's up to you to decide. You have the choice and you're in control of this, okay? You don't have to allow them to suck from you. So just kind of think about people that may trigger you or project onto you or maybe vice versa. And even if they've it doesn't, they don't even have to be alive anymore. I mean, they can be, have gone through the veil and it's, they still trigger, you know, just thinking about it triggers you. And it can bring up a lot of sadness, especially now for a lot of people. And it can really, for some, really keep, they go into a spiral of guilt or a spiral, a spiral of being alone. 
So what I want you to do is just, when you think of those people, just ask yourself these questions. Um, ask yourself, when you speak to them, if you say something to them, ask, will this serve me? Will it serve me to say it? And actually, you don't even have to say me. Will it serve to say it? And then you ask yourself, well, who? Who's it going to serve to say it? How is it going to serve? And is it the highest good for all concerned to say it? So ask, will this serve to say it? Who will it serve? How is it going to serve? And is it the highest good for all concerned? So when you are meeting someone and you know that you've had a trigger with them in the past, or maybe they remind you of someone that triggers you, just say to yourself, I choose to see their innocence and my own. One of the greatest little techniques you could do is somebody that's really pisses you off. Okay. Just see them as a little kid. Just kind of imagine what they were when they were little. Imagine just choosing to see the innocence within them and how that can reflect your own innocence. Because many of us might feel guilty right now for whatever reason. We're not doing enough. We're not seeing enough. We're not whatever it is, enough. And we may feel guilty about that. And you know what I always say about guilt, guilt demands punishment. So if you're vibrating guilt in any way, if, if your energy is guilty in any way, you're going to vibrate punishment to you, either through self-sabotage or attracting something or someone to punish you. So see your innocence, see their innocence, okay? Any questions about that so far? So another technique to manage your energy is really to have that empathy. All of you empaths, you know, I know you know how to feel. Some of you turn that off because it's painful. Some of you turn it way up, okay? And those of you who are not empaths, you do the same thing though. You can have empathy. Turn your empathy uh, light on, basically. When you are re-emerging, okay? And you're coming out of the chrysalis, put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Empathy can mean basically put yourself in someone else's shoes. Not literally. Don't go inside their emotional space. Don't do that. I'm just thinking, wow, maybe that person's really had a bad day. And when you develop compassionate relationships, empathy is a key. Having empathy and respect and ownership. If you own your own feelings, you own everything, you basically take responsibility. All of you who are essence of being graduates, you know all about personal responsibility. Okay, take responsibility for your own thoughts, your own beliefs, and your own actions. Own what is yours, 
but don't take on everybody else's. It's not yours. Respect yourself, respect others. And respect can look, for those of you who are codependent, I'm a recovering codependent. I know how it feels. Okay. So <laughs> respecting another person can look kind of, um, it can look selfish. But if you respect that other person, that they have their own energy, their own ideas, their own thoughts, their own beliefs, their own actions, and they're totally capable, then you're basically showing them that you respect them, even though they may act helpless. Or they might expect you to do things for them. And we want to, for those of us who are helpers, you know, we want to give, give, give. But part of respecting another person's energy is allowing them that opportunity to, to learn. Just think about your children. We want to protect them. But they have to learn sometimes. So respect them enough to allow them to learn what their energy is because they're going to be pushing back and forth about how do they play. You know, what's going to be good for me? What's not going to be good for me? So those three things in a, in a compassionate relationships that you want to cultivate more of, especially coming out of isolation, is empathy, respect, and ownership. Make sense? Okay. Uh, one of the things that might make sense for you and uh, this uh, shamanasta is an energy is a group of souls a group of teachers that come and give us great information and one of the things they just said recently is many of us basically we see a dark room and we turn on the light and when we come in to turn on the light we see all the shadows and then when we turn on the light all the all the roaches appear you know, and they start scattering. And so we get afraid and we go, I don't want to see that. And we turn the light off. So what could be happening to many of us as we're walking into a room, we're basically saying, I'm going to turn my light on. I'm going to show up. I'm going to turn my light on. I'm going to turn my, my life force up. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be some, I'm going to step into something, turn my life force up. And then all these shadows come out within ourselves maybe, or other people, or the roaches come out. <laughs> and what do we do? Many of us go, oh, damn, I don't, want, I don't want that. We turn the light back off. I'm gonna go back, Never mind. And so we end up turning off and on, off and on, off and on, off and on, and that gets really tiring. And so perhaps to give you an example, a vivid imagine, you know, a vivid way of looking at this is you just keep your light on. That without the light, you can't see the shadows. And just know the shadows are going to be there. That's part of it. So when you are feeling like I'm gonna, I'm turning my life force on, I'm gonna connect with people, I'm gonna go out and do things, I'm gonna just uh, step into my power again, I'm gonna allow new beginnings or reunite, whatever it is, I'm turning up my life force. I'm getting off the couch. 
I'm going to get out from behind that screen. And I'm going to go out there. And I'm going to keep my light on. And yes, there might be roaches around. And you observe them. And yes, you might see shadows and you observe them. You go, oh, that's part of it. Isn't that interesting? I wouldn't have noticed that that shadow was there if I hadn't been out here. You might have people coming at you, attacking you, saying things that you don't want to hear. And one of the best ways, which again, I'm going to do a little meditation for us here. One of the best ways to um, thwart all of that is to continue keeping your light on, not running away and hiding is to be the demonstration of what it looks like to go, huh, isn't that interesting? I'm still the beacon of light here. I'm still going to keep my life force on and I'm going to hold my shape and my integrity and you cannot knock me off my center. That's integrity. It's holding your shape. No matter who's pulling at you, no matter what they're saying or doing, you hold your shape. You stand in the eye. Don't allow them to pull you off because people will try. Either consciously or unconsciously. And of course, if you know anybody like that, send them to essence of being and you know, we'll fix them up. Okay. <laughs> or something like that. Okay. So keep your integrity. It's really important to, to have that. The other thing I want to say is. Oftentimes, through what we've been going through, I would say it's a breakdown in a lot of things. A lot of people have had a lot of breakdowns. But remember, if you're having a breakdown, it's on the way to a breakthrough. And when you're having a breakthrough, the next step is break free. Yes. So, and, and of course, those of you who are coming to passionate manifestation and mastery, I always look at it as you're going, you're going to, it's a breakthrough and then mastery is break free. So anything that's happening in your life, you can look at it that way. I'm having a breakdown, but I know I'm, you know, it's, I'm on my way to a breakthrough. And when I'm breaking through, I'm breaking free. So just kind of hold that perhaps in your thought process there. So what are your fears? What are your fears or your concerns? Anybody want to share anything about what about reconnecting or just concerns about coming out of isolation? And then I'm going to do a little chakra thing for us. And then I'm going to do a little meditation. Does anybody want to share anything? Any concerns you've had or have noticed or any fears? I can share a reaffirmation of what you just said, Burge. Sure. It's not a fear, but um, for everybody on the call, I have to say that I have experienced Burge's passionate manifestation and her mastery, and she's absolutely right about realizing what the fear is and having the passion to break through. And when you're in that dark, the one thing you can know and hold on to is that once you break through, then there is a rainbow at the end of the tunnel. So thank you, Burge, for bringing that up again. You're welcome. And I just have a 305 number. It's Kat. Hey, Kat. I thought, <laughs> I thought that was you. 
Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, dear. I was just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So breaking. So this breakdown, breakthrough, break free. We're gonna look at it. Anybody else want to share anything else? And then I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna open up or talk about chakras for a minute. Anybody else have anything they want to say about concerns or fears? Well, I'm afraid I'm never going to find a job again. Wow. I got laid up off at the end of October. Okay. I've been looking for a job. Hi, this is Anne. Hi, Anne. <laughs> um, but yes, so that's been rough for me. Okay. The trying to get out an interview, but most people want Zoom interviews, and now people want you to make a video of yourself and send it in to be considered. And is that and frightening? I, is that frightening? Oh, terrifying. I can't do it. I look like a fool. Okay, Anne, <laughs> I have a challenge for you right now, my friend. Turn your freaking video on right now. Um, do, it, do it right now. I'm working on it. It will take me a second. It's a privacy setting. It okay. told me. Turn it on right now. Because that's part of the fear. I get it, honey. I do. And I know a lot of people are afraid about that right now. But am I going to get another job? There are so many jobs available and there are so many, there is so much available to so many people right now. And you may not see it. You may not know it. But what if, what uh -huh. if there I found to myself? <laughs> Yay! Hello. Hello, my friend. Hello. Congratulations. That's the first step, sweetheart. You're that's absolutely the, right. That's the first step and you did it. And Yay. celebrate. Celebrate it, man. Celebrate Woo. it. Absolutely. Because you are important and you are making a difference, Anne. And so if you can gather that momentum from this moment right now, just say, wow, I'm being seen. You know what? Being seen and heard can be scary for a lot of people, whether you have a video or not. Oh, but really the thing that is the crazy part for me is that I'm okay so long as I can focus on your face. But when you're recording yourself as a video, all you can see is your own face. Not if you're looking in the camera. It, Just look into the camera and you don't see anything else. That's right. Oh, I thank you. Just look in the camera, hon. If you look straight into the camera, you don't get, you don't have to see your face. But here's my challenge for you, just in general, Anne, and this is for anybody that has some, maybe a similar thing. Okay, not just about being seen on a video, but just being seen. My my suggestion for you: every morning when you go into the bathroom, look in the mirror really look at you and say, I love you. And say that 10 times with a breath in between while you're looking at yourself. I love you. And then say, I love me 10 times. And just practice that. I have other mirror work that you can do, but mirrors are really powerful. Because the truth for me is we're all mirrors for each other. And if we're afraid to say, I love you to ourselves, then you could be cutting off all of that. I love you to the world. 
for them to say that to you, for you to know that how worthy you are, for you to, to attract the perfect experience, the perfect job, the perfect relationship, the perfect whatever, because perfect can trigger a lot of people's, I know when you say perfect, but my belief is the truth. <laughs> is, my truth is we are <laughs> all perfect just the way we are. We just forget sometimes. Okay. Ah, there we go. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Great job. And see, see, you should listen. You guys all showed up. So showing up is the big part of reemerging. Because if you do not show up, then you just sit there and you don't have an effect. As long it's as you show up, you just had an effect on other people, Anne, because you did this, okay? So just know that you make a difference when you show up. And All right. Thank okay. you. You're welcome. And I want you to let me know uh, when you get your uh, all your job offers so we can go through which ones you want. Well, okay. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> all right. Good. So uh, just with the chakras, I just wanted to say, if those of you who don't know what chakras are, basically they're, they're, um, they cut that from the Hindu tradition, typically from a long time ago, they're wheels of um, basically their energy centers. And we have a lot of chakras uh, up and down our body and our fingers and our toes all around, okay? And they're energy centers that sometimes we have, uh, have them blocked. The chakras can be influenced by outside forces and indirectly they're functioning or non-functioning will affect how the person influences the outside world. So I just wanted to say, if we, um, I wanted, there's, there's many of them, and we're just gonna go through the seven right now really fast. Um, and I just wanna clear some of those because you might feel drained um, you might be having leaks around your chakras. And if you don't know what they are, and if you don't understand this or don't believe in this, just go with me. Okay. Just, just go with me on this one for a minute. So you might be having leaks from your, your chakras and you want to unplug. So many people, especially if you've had people pass through the veil. Okay. And they're not here on the planet anymore. Sometimes we leave with them. Our energy does. Maybe we haven't seen people in a long time and our energy is plugged in to these people. And so what we want to do is call that part of us back to plug it, to bring that life force back to us. Okay. So you can just say, uh, whoever it is that you might feel like you're plugged into, you just say, I am plugged from that person. And I call my spirit and my energy back. So if you have plugged into other people wondering where they are or how they're doing or just call that energy back, unplug from them for a minute and kind of stop the leaks. So from your, your crown chakras, your seventh chakra, and you could just say, I call my spirit back now. I now retrieve my energetic field from whoever it is that you feel like you've got a leak. I call my spirit back now. I now retrieve my energetic field. And again, you're gonna get this 
recording, so I'm doing this kind of fast right now. So you can go back and do this, okay? Then you go to your third eye, which is your sixth chakra. And you say, I now choose to be conscious of every thought and word used to release power to whoever that is. I choose to realize every time I have a disempowering thought. So I have an opportunity to choose a different thought or word and call my spirit back now. Call my spirit back now. And you can even touch the areas. And then your throat chakra is your fifth chakra. I will call my spirit back now. I now make choices every day that empower me instead of disempowering me. I now choose to realize every time I say or choose something that causes energy to leave my system, I call my energy back now. Go to your heart chakra, which is your fourth chakra. I now consciously command my entire emotional center to alert me when I am losing vibrations and consciously choose to make a different decision and call my spirit back now. And then your solar plexus, which is your third chakra, that's your power chakra, okay? That's where we store all the criticism. From now on, I choose to call my spirit back from any image, any attitude that makes me feel less than I am. I've had enough of that. And I choose to be alert to every time this happens and call my spirit back now. Then your second chakra, which is your navel chakra. And this actually controls your sex, your finances, your sensuality, your life force. and say, I want to know every time I start losing energy over finances, other people, or control issues. I now choose to be conscious of the slightest loss of energy in this area. And to choose to call my energy, my spirit, my resources back now. And the last one is your root chakra, which is your survival or your safety. Okay. Every time I feel unsafe, I now choose to be alert to anything causing me to feel I'm about to have a tribal earthquake that will destroy my foundation. I choose to unplug and call my spirit back now. 
so be it. So you can go back and get this recording and you can do this a little slower if you want, but it's basically unplugging and bringing that part of you back so that you can fill yourself up and get your chakras spinning in the right direction so you feel more full, more here, more present, more connected, more the I. So that you can hold your shape and your integrity. So when people try to pull you off your center and you can manage your energy a little easier that way. Okay. Now. This is really important. I'm going to do, I'm going to give you a little bit of information that Shamanasta gave me. And then we're going to do a very quick meditation. Okay. Like I said. This particular power hour is a little different than most, a little esoteric here. So the vulnerability is the part that is bringing everyone together in a way that has not been brought together before. The feeling of vulnerability of one of strengthening one's heart to look in deep into each other's souls and be able to speak to each other with a framework of understanding and love and wanting to reach out to each other to connect and to finally make the decision of goodness. This is the result of what is happening. Now you can choose to believe that or not, but that kind of feels pretty good, right? Okay. So just remember that you are the staff. You are the staff of this umbrella. You are the umbrella that covers the reign of terror that is out there. It is your decision whether you become part of the reign of terror or that you become part of the umbrella and be the staff that holds up that umbrella of safety so that all may feel this, that they are focusing on the reign of terror that's their storm. There is a storm out there. And you can choose to be a part of the storm or you can choose to be a part of the umbrella of safety. This is a choice for you. Everyone that you come in contact with now, you have a choice of whether to touch their hearts with the feeling of safety and the feeling of connection or the feeling of unsafe, of being unsafe, disconnection and anxiety. It's your choice. There will be those of you who will do this. Those of you who will choose the path of negative thoughts that, and that will be the path that you seek. That will be the vibration that you will bring to you. Because remember what you focus on expands, right? Okay. So if you choose the path of wanting to feel the eye and be the eye of the hurricane around you, then that is what you will experience in this time. Make sense? Sound good? <laughs> so let's go ahead and close our eyes for a minute. And I'm just going to take us on this journey really quick. I'm going to stop my video for a minute. You can still hear me. So... 
go ahead and just get comfortable and take a big breath and relax your head, relax your neck, roll your shoulders around, relax your arms, let them just sit in your lap. Keep your feet on the floor and just take another deep breath. <sighs> Keep your eyes closed and listen to my voice and connect with the feeling that is here now. There is a vortex that is formed in this environment right now. We want you to be able to go there now so you may open your heart. All your chakras are open, all of your senses, you feel safe. Go there now. Go to the blackness. Go there to the middle of the eye of the hurricane. Go to nothingness and calm your mind. See nothing but black. And in this blackness, you see the many souls that have come together to raise the consciousness of the planet. People that have been hurt or attacked or live in chaos. See their arms and their hands. See their mouths and their faces. See their eyes. See them in a place of enlightenment and one of transformation and expansion. See them expand. And as you see all of these souls expand, you are the observer and you are watching and feeling the upliftment of all the souls that have expanded in this ceremony of awakening. As they expand, you see the brightness. It gets brighter and brighter for you. And you see the sea of souls. And you see them expanding into light and into waves. And as you observe this, you feel brighter and warmer. And you see and feel the warmth and the love that is there. And you see what a gift these souls are to the expansion. And you see the host of many angels that have come forth to honor and carry forth the expansion. And you are still observing this, yet you are feeling the overwhelming feeling of pure, positive love and energy flow. And as you bring this positive energy flow back into your consciousness, bring it into your body. Allow yourself to bring this in. Allow it to sink in all over your body. Take a deep breath and calm yourself. Pure positive energy flow. Knowing the expansion is here. And you are observing this. And you may bring this into your physicalness now. 
wherever you may go, you may take this physicalness that you have in your body now. And you may touch the hearts of many that you meet. Just spread this along. And fear not if they do not want to take it from you or if they do not want to share in this. Do not be attached to the connection or disconnection of others. This is yours. This will always be here for you. It's always been here. It is never ending. Take a deep breath. Rub your hands on your legs and your feet on the floor. And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and come back. Huh. Now you may have felt it, you may not have, but just know that we created something here together for you to take in your heart and for you to be able to reconnect with no matter where you go to manage your energy so that you can stay in your center and know what's yours and what's theirs and be the observer. And Tool. I'm going to give you two more. I'm going to give you a really quick tool. Okay, two tools really quick. One is the mirror tool. With the, If you know that you're going to go into a space that might feel confrontive, that might feel um, judgmental, that might feel unknown or confusing, it's really great to just say to yourself, mirror up. And you close your eyes for just a second and you imagine a mirror coming up from the ground, coming all around you, over your head, from the top of your head, all the way down your body. You're inside the mirror and the mirror is facing out. So the reflective side is all on the outside and you're inside. And you are completely surrounded 360 degrees. And you just say mirror up. And any energy or any emotion that comes at you, okay, it actually deflects. And you say, all energies that I do not want in my space, I send you to the divine light. So it bounces off of you. It does not come in. You don't have to say it out loud. You don't have to say it to anybody. You just imagine the mirror up, any energy that I do not want in my space, I send you to the divine light. And it bounces off. So it's a deflection. So you can just kind of walk around with a mirror around you. Okay, that's one technique. The other one is 
especially those of you who take on other people's emotions, tap yourself here. It's right below your little neck here, this little part. It's at your breastbone right here, okay? And then tap right above your belly button at the same time. Right above your belly button and right here. And you say, any energy, you can do it now, any energy that is not mine must leave my body now. I send you to the divine light now. I am the master of my domain now. And that's it. Take a deep breath. Huh. Very quick. If you feel overwhelmed, if you feel like, oh my God, I'm full. I don't know why. I feel like I got slimed. I don't know. There's some kind of weird energy going on here. Okay. Even if you don't understand it, even if you don't believe it, and even if you're like, what is this chick telling me? I don't know what this is. Try it. <laughs> and if you do it, what, is, what it does is it lightens up. It releases any energy that is not yours because we have little Klingons that come on us sometimes. Live long and prosper. <laughs> okay. Any, any thoughts or anything you want to share before we go? How's everybody feeling? Good. This was nice. Inspired. Hi, Donna Raina. Good. Hi, Birch. Good. Good. So all of you who registered for this, you're going to get a, a recording. You'll get the recording. And I invite all of you to come back. We're going to do another uh, power hour. We, I do it the third Wednesday of every month. The next one's going to be in August, August 18th. I've been doing this for since 2014, every third Wednesday. Okay. This one's going to be, what is my passion? Because we're doing passionate manifestation August. So I figure I keep it in, keep it in alignment there. But if you look at the chat, shamanasta.com, I put it in the chat and you can go there and check it out because I am, I've launched my new series. Uh, which is brand new, and you can come and talk to Shamanasta live in person uh, twice a month, and it's going to be the second and last Saturday of every month, and the next one will be July 31st, and if you go to shamanasta.com, you'll see. You'll see uh, all the cool things that you can get, and then you get all the recordings of that, and if you do the all-access pass, that means that you get, you get to join us every single month twice a month and you get a special bonus recordings and all kinds of things. We've got archived recordings of things that, that um, answer perhaps questions, keep you, uh, if you have guidance, if you want direction or you want to connect on some level, uh, that is there for you, shamanasa.com. Yeah, it's very, uh, very exciting, brand new. Any, I've been doing it since 96, that's not new, but this particular thing that I'm doing. Anybody else want to say anything or anything, questions or share? Thank you, Burge. My pleasure, my purpose, Adam. Hopefully Thank you, I love Anna. you. Love you too, is that Anna? Burge. Yes, hi, honey. Hi, everyone. Hello. Hi, Anna. Hello.
This has been great, Burge. Yeah, it was great. Yes. Great. Yeah, I was hoping that I did, you know, it, like I said, it's going to be a little esoteric to that tonight, but I thought it might be uh, appropriate. <laughs> yes, it was quite lovely. We like woo-woo. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, thanks, Burge. It was good to see you again. Good to see you too, honey. I hope I see all of you guys uh, in August or definitely July 31st. Come play with me and ask Shoma Nasta a bunch of questions. If you can't be there live, then you can just send in questions too. Um, so if you go to that page, it'll tell you all about it. Shamanasta.com. And uh, come play with us. And it's good to see everybody. And hopefully I'll see most of you for passionate manifestation or mastery or the next essence of being will be next year. So keep staying in touch and we will play together. And it takes a village. And remember what you focus on expands everybody. Yeah. Thank you, Bird. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Good night.